many of you lost something this week? Had to look for it. Huh, quite a few hands. It's great we can call our cell phones, isn't it? Unless they're turned off, of course. Things get lost, don't they? It just happens. Whether that's our car keys, our cell phones, that pen we need to write with, the receipt that we desperately need, things just get lost. What do we do when things get lost? Well, in some ways, it all depends on how valuable they are to us, right? There are some things that get lost, and it's like, who cares? I'm not going to spend my time looking. And we go get something else, or we find a replacement. But of course, there's other things that get lost that it's like, we have to find it. We have to. And so then it's a process of looking and looking, and if you're like me, who has a genetic imbalance in finding things, you have to get help. Um, and uh, you bring in the reinforcements to help you find what you have to find. Well, people get lost. Not just in the literal sense. People get lost on a road or lost in the woods, out in the wilderness, that kind of thing. People get lost in life too, don't they? Whether that is, in a sense, no direction, or the wrong direction, they make poor choices in life, whether it's their friends or behaviors they choose to do, or the jobs they choose, or the jobs they leave, how they spend their money, how they use credit cards, the lifestyle they live. We can get lost in life. And sometimes it's not because of what we do. Sometimes things just happen. Uh, the tragedy hits, the crisis hits, and we end up feeling lost. We're not sure where we're going. We're not sure where we've come from. We can't find any signposts. Sometimes it's people wasting their lives. You see so much potential in them. You see what they're capable of. But you realize that they're just wasting their lives. They're far from God. And on their own, wandering. People get lost. It happens all the time. Some of you sitting here today may feel like, that's me, I, I'm lost. Or you know some people, maybe they're seated beside you, they feel like they're lost. Well, the question becomes, what, what do we do? Should we search for them? When people get lost, does it matter to us? Or should it? And what should we do about it? Well, this situation came up for Jesus, and he told a couple parables we want to look at today as we're studying the parables. Two parables about what we need to do with lost people, or not do. If you want to turn to Luke 15, they're all, both are in this chapter. And I want to read two of these parables to us today and then apply them to three different groups here. So the first parable begins in verse 4 of Luke 15. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and you lose one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? 
And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. And then in verse 8, he tells a second parable. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one of those coins. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors and together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. Now if you look at those two parables and you even look at what Jesus says around those parables, there's one thing he never talks about. How they got lost. He never talks about how that sheep got lost, how that coin got lost, and there's another parable in that chapter that we'll look at later in the summer, how that son got lost. What, what he does talk about is what really matters. You see, how the sheep got lost isn't important for Jesus' point. Jesus' point is that sheep is worth something by its very nature of who that sheep is, that coin, what that coin is. They are so valuable, we're going to look for them. And how they got lost, what that sheep might have done to wander off, doesn't matter. That sheep is so valuable, that's what matters. And so, we need to look for them. Well, what do we do when people get lost? Before we go back and look at what Jesus tells us we should do, we need to take a few minutes to be honest. Part of the reason Jesus told these parables, and he actually tells three in Luke 15, is because the attitude the Pharisees had about people who got lost. And if you look at the first couple verses in Luke 15, you see their attitude. And their attitude was very different about people who got lost. Their attitude was, we're religious, we obey God's law. If people get lost, it's their own fault. They broke the rules. They didn't obey God. They're sinners. And so we're going to leave them lost. The Pharisees, you see, tended to focus on the why, the how. Not the value of the lost person. And because of the how and the why, they said, we're not responsible. We don't care. In fact, they were upset with Jesus because he was talking to sinners. He was out looking for lost sheep. And they said religious people shouldn't do that. In fact, if you're really religious, if you really love God, you should avoid those lost sheep because they're sinners. Well, we'd like to think that that attitude vanished with the Pharisees, but if you've been around the church very long, you know that didn't happen. And the truth is, for 2,000 years, Christians have struggled with this issue. And sometimes we've drifted towards that view of the Pharisees that says those, those lost folks are lost because of the choices they've made, the sins they've committed, and we really need to just leave them sit on the mountain. Lost. Because it's their own fault. And we don't want to have anything to do that would approve of sin. And so we do nothing. But Jesus' whole point is that's not how God sees it. 
That's not how God feels. And the point that Jesus tries to drive home for us is that God is always going to search for his lost sheep. That God doesn't care about the why. He doesn't focus on the how. That they blew it, that they made a poor choice. For God, that doesn't matter. I have a sheep, and though I have 99 with me, I have one sheep that's lost, and that sheep is valuable to me. Not because of the sheep's performance, or how good they are, but because they are one of my sheep. And their value is what causes me to go look for them. That's how God feels. And that's what Jesus was trying to get people to see. That's why Jesus was happy to go to the home of Matthew, the sinful tax collector, and be a part of his banquet. That's why he was happy to have Zacchaeus around. That's why he was happy to spend time with sinners who were lost. And that's what the Pharisees didn't understand. But to God, those lost sheep are valuable to him because they are his children and he cares deeply for them. That's why we read in Romans 5.8 God demonstrates, God shows us in real ways his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Paul wanted us to understand that God's love is not controlled by our performance. That for God, he still loves us no matter how we got lost. And he's going to seek us. He's going to come for us. And that's why Jesus told these parables. Now, as I said, I'd like to apply these parables and this concept about God to three groups today. First of all, I'd like to speak to the lost sheep who might be here. And I understand you feel like you're that lost sheep. You may have been drug here. You may have come here reluctantly. You may have been concerned the roof would fall in if you walked through the door. But it's Father's Day. And you're here. I want to say to you that God isn't focused on how you got lost. He knows. There's not a thing you've done, not an attitude you've had, nothing like that that he's not aware of. He's a shepherd that knows exactly the moment you made the wrong choice that got you on the wrong path that led you to the mountain and you got lost. But God still cares for you. And he is willing to leave the 99 sheep in safety on the plane and come seek you. He is seeking you. He cares enough about you, as we read in Romans 5.8, he was willing to die for you. That's how bad he wants you. And that's the extent to which he will go to come seek you. And right now, whether you realize it or not, God is searching for you. Now my suspicion is if you're lost, you hear those little promptings, you see those situations, you run into that person in the store, those little things happen that you realize deep down, you may not want to admit it, God's hunting for me. 
God's trying to find me. He's trying to get a hold of me. And you may not be ready for that yet. You may run from that, and I understand all that. I just want you to know God's not going to give up. You are his sheep, and he's going to look for you. And he won't quit. And no matter how long it takes him, he's going to keep seeking you. Be aware of that and know why he's doing that. He's doing that because of how deeply he cares for you. As any father would seek his lost child, that's where God's coming from. And that's how he feels about you. He is searching for you and he will not stop. You focus on the how I got lost. God just focuses on you're my child. You're lost and I want to find you. The second group I want to speak to today are the rest of us who aren't feeling lost, or at least not today. To the rest of us, I think Jesus has given us some very clear guidance and directions. First of all, he has shown us in these parables how he feels about lost sheep. Interesting enough, Luke 15 is the only time in the four Gospels that we have Jesus telling three parables back to back to drive home one point. It's the only time it happens. He uses parables for a lot of points, and we're going to look at that all summer, but this is the only time he uses three parables to hammer home one point. And that point is how deeply God cares about lost sheep, lost sons, lost coins, and how God will not give up but search us. So one of the things Jesus is trying to get us to see is how we are to feel about lost sheep. That we should never allow the attitude of the Pharisees to creep in. When they made their choices, they're doing that wrong, let them sit there. That's not how God is and that's not how we're to see them. God, Jesus wants us to see God's perspective of how deeply he cares for his lost sheep. And then he asks us to join him in searching. In any way we can have contact with any lost sheep around us and assure them of God's love and help them as they're struggling to find their way home. And whatever we can do, we can't fix them. And that's something we've not done well. We can't fix other people, but we can help them find their way home in reassuring them, in treating them with God's love, talking about their questions or what's happened in their life or whatever it is that may be driving them away or holding them away or making them run from God. Anyway, we can let God use us to help them find their way home. But there's one other group I want to talk about, talk to today, and that's dads. I honestly picked these parables and put them on Father's Day on purpose. I planned the sermons and looked at the calendar and was looking at all of that and thought, what parables really fit dads? And I thought of the lost sheep. I think this is a parable that speaks to dads because dads, the truth is, the people we're dads of, the people in our families, our spouses, our kids, our grandkids, sooner or later, they get lost. 
they just do. It happens. Life happens. There are no perfect people. And God doesn't expect you to raise perfect people, and God knows you're not perfect. But the reality is, people in our families get lost. Our spouses have tough times. They feel they've lost their way. They're not sure about who they are, where they're going, or all that. They get lost. Our kids get lost. They get into bad situations. They do stupid things with real consequences. They choose friends that we wish they wouldn't choose. They have destructive behaviors. They get lost. And so do our grandkids. But dads, what you need to hear from this parable is the why doesn't matter. And sometimes as dads we can be very analytical and very factual and that leads us to get focused on the why. If they'd just done what I told them to do, I wonder if this is going to happen. I would never have done that. And on and on we can go, dads, can't we? And we are logically right on. The problem is, dads, they're still lost. And that's what matters. Don't get hung up in the how, the why. Because that how and the why stuff gets us to not go after the lost sheep. And I'm the first dad who's in favor of consequences. Don't misunderstand that. But dads, way too often, it's not an issue of consequences. It's an issue they're lost. And they desperately need our help. And that's what we need to do. We need to become that shepherd who knows I got 99 here, but I cannot rest because I got one who's lost. And I got to go. I got to see what I can do. And you can't fix anybody, but you still got to help. And you aren't perfect. There were so many sermons I wanted to preach today to dads. Because I, I think, you know, I, and maybe I'm idealistic, but I truly believe that 99 out of 100 dads want to be good dads. It's not that I need to motivate you to want to be a good dad. I, I think you do. I think our challenge is we're not sure what that means, what that looks like. And so sometimes if we don't know what to do, we just go run away and hide in our work. Or if we've tried some things to be a good dad and they haven't always turned out real well. And so there again, we just say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the playing field. Or worst case, you got somebody else around you, brother, uncle, grandparent, whatever, and they're a really good dad. And you're sick of hearing about them. Because they're not, you're not them. But you see, dads don't give up. Because for every one of us, there's some sheep that are lost, and you're the one. And they desperately need you to come help them. 
can't tell you what that will look like because you're you and they're unique too. And I can't give you these big, here's what you do. But you care. And you go. And just like in that clip that they played to start, sometimes you don't have a clue what to say. I mean, I love the clip at the end. Just try consoling your teenage daughter when her boyfriend dumps her. You know, good luck with that one. 99 of 100 things you say will be wrong. I guarantee you. But go. And sometimes it's just to sit on the bed and say nothing. But go. Care. Sometimes it is just presence. Don't leave the playing field. And dads, what I want to tell you is do your best. That's all that's needed. And bottom line, it is so rewarding. When it's after the fact, I love Jesus includes in the story the rejoicing. But it works. And he's carried the, the, the sheep home over his shoulders. And I always wonder, which way does that go? Is it because the sheep's exhausted from being lost in the mountain? Or is it because he's saying, I'm not letting you get lost again. I'm holding you on my shoulders till we get home. And both are needed. But dads, you're the one. And, and I'm sorry for that pressure, but it's reality. And it's such a critical spot to be. Because like it or not, you are a key piece of how people understand how God cares. And how much God loves. And how much God comes and helps and searches and seeks. Try. Care. Go. This parable to me is for all of us, good news in how valuable we are to God. And that value is not based on being good enough or earning enough points. We matter to God. And that's why he will seek us. And if you're running from God today, I, that's okay. He understands, but he's not giving up. And he won't. He will continue to seek you till you let him help you be not lost anymore. And to the rest of us, there is a challenge that we are asked by God to help him with lost sheep. Whether they're in our own family or they work beside us, they live beside us, we play ball with them, we scrapbook with them, whatever we do with them, He's saying, if you can help me find my lost sheep, please do. Because they are so valuable to me. I can't stop till I help them find their way home. A sheep and a coin stand for all of us. Let's pray. Father, thank you for these parables from Jesus and what they show us of how important we are to you.
Thank you. And help us when we find our way back to you to not be content there, but to help you with the sheep that are still lost on the mountain. Because we know that's what you need. You ask us to help you find your lost sheep. We will. In Jesus' name, amen.